Anyone who argues that Islamist extremism has nothing to do with Islam clearly has no idea what they're talking about. Hi, this is Phil Gursky, and you're listening to Quick Hits. I'm sure you've seen the news that came out last week about a absolutely horrific crime that took place in France. There was a teacher, a 47-year-old teacher named Samuel Paty, who was teaching a lesson about, I guess, civics. And he was discussing, as part of his class, the infamous Muhammad cartoons that were printed by the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo. The fact that he showed these cartoons to some of his students who happened to be Muslim was controversial, to say the least. A few parents got involved and, and protested that this was done, seeing it as an insult to Islam. And uh, one of the students, an 18-year-old named Abdullah Ansarov, ended up beheading, killing the teacher before he too was shot, shot by police. The interesting part about this crime was that the 18-year-old had grown up in France from the age of six and was in fact educated throughout the public school system. And yet he clearly rejected whatever principles were given to him throughout this school system. This story is not going away. There is a great deal of angst in France right now. President Macron has talked for uh, talked about rather looking at Islam in general in France, trying to see the links between that particular faith and acts of violence, why certain French Muslims are not better integrating into French society. And on the other side of the coin, we have countries such as Saudi Arabia and Turkey, which are pushing back against France asking questions about the nature of Islam and its relationship to violence. Turkey, under President Erdogan, is calling for boycotts of of French goods. He is also trying to, or talking about, taking his ambassador back from Paris. This, of course, is no surprise. Erdogan has been a pain in the ass internationally for quite some time now. He's been engaged in all kinds of acts, both within Turkey and outside, that are unhelpful at a minimum. But it's Saudi Arabia that I want to focus on today. Saudi Arabia has stated publicly that, quote, it rejects any attempt to link Islam with terrorism and, in fact, condemns what it calls the offensive cartoons against the prophet. The government has also called for, quote, intellectual and cultural freedom to be a beacon of respect, tolerance, and peace that rejects practices and acts which generate hatred, violence, and extremism, and are contrary to the values of coexistence. This is according to the Saudi Foreign Ministry. Well, let me get this straight here. Saudi Arabia is claiming that there's no link between Islam and terrorism, and that it rejects practices which which generate hatred, violence, and extremism. Hmm. So this would be the same Saudi Arabia, which since the oil boom of the 1970s, has spent billions, if not trillions of rials, sending preachers around the world to pass on its very hateful, extremist, intolerant version of Islam, which we call Wahhabism. It's not, not a term that everyone uses, but this is the term that's, that most are familiar with. 
And now it's complaining that people are talking about a relationship between Islam and extremism, or Islam and intolerance, or Islam and violence. Is this not a little bit about the uh, the pot calling the kettle black? There simply is no question that even if we agree that Saudi Arabia is not the primary cause for most of what we call Islamist extremism, they're a huge contributor to it. The schools, the other centers that the Saudis have funded, thanks to their windfall when the price of oil quadrupled in the 1970s and it went, went well over $100 a barrel a couple of years ago, these schools have led to the spread of not a syncretic, nice-to-know-you kind of Islam. As I mentioned, the Islam taught in Saudi Arabia is virulently anti-Semitic, it is anti-Christian, it is anti-everything. And this movement, which began in the middle of the 18th century, had its heyday and then fell, thanks to the Ottoman Empire, came roaring back in the 20th century. And a lot of what we call Islamist extremism today was generated, or found its roots rather, in the teachings of Saudi Islam, which, as mentioned, has spread around the world thanks to an excess of Saudi funding. Many governments in Indonesia, in Morocco, have complained about the nature of Islam taught by preachers either sent by Saudi Arabia or funded by Saudi Arabia. I therefore find it extremely disingenuous that the Saudis are now complaining about France saying that there's a link between Islam and violence. Secondly, and this goes well beyond the Saudis, anyone who says that Islamist extremism has nothing to do with Islam has never taken the time to read or to watch or to listen to one piece of propaganda put out by Al-Qaeda or Islamic State or Al-Shabaab or Jama Islamiyah or Boko Haram or whatever. Because if you do that, you can't get two or three sentences into a piece of garbage that these terrorist groups propagate and not come across a Quranic reference or not come across a Hadith, which are the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad. There is an inextricable link between Islam and Islamist extremism. That's why we call it Islamist extremism. Now, no, I don't happen to be like Ann Coulter, who believes that you know all terrorists are Muslim. There are many other terrorists who aren't Muslim. And nor do I believe that Islam at its core is a terrorist faith or a violent faith. But there certainly are aspects of it which have been used, abused, misused, use whatever term you want, by terrorist groups to not just justify what they're doing, but to call upon other Muslims to join them. You cannot draw any other conclusion if you're being an honest scholar. That link is there. We may disagree on how many people share this interpretation or what is closer to the real meaning of the verses of the Quran or the Hadith. And that's something for scholars to bandy about. But the bottom line remains that Islam is being used to call for the killing of people and the torturing of people. And any country that fails to see this is clearly engaged in a dishonest practice. And Saudi Arabia has been at the forefront of this for the better part of 40 years. Not surprised. Saudi Arabia under MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, has been a pain in the ass for a lot of countries. As I mentioned, Turkey's Erdogan is a similar character. But can we at least have an honest dialogue about what Islamist extremism is all about? After all, it is called Islamist extremism rather than Buddhist or Hindu or Christian or Jewish or Sikh or whatever. There's got to be something in the name. 
that makes sense, that calls for it. The Saudis are just being deflecting criticism from their own practices, their own funding, and their own recent history. Then again, who should be surprised at this? Anyhow, that's what I think about this. What do you think? You can reach me on email, borealisrescue at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content, I want to receive it free of charge. Go to my website, borealisthreatenrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button. Provide your email address. You get all the podcasts, all the blogs, free of charge, in a daily digest to your inbox once, once a day. Love to hear from you what you think of this podcast, as well as ideas for future ones, please reach out to me. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.